We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome into the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined once again, the final time for the Euros, joined by Ryan Belangi to talk about Sunday's Italy, England final. Ryan, we finally made it. And I think this might be the toughest slate of the entire season or of the entire tournament. Yeah, um, it's been a fun tournament. Um, now we get the final. Um 100K to first on DraftKings. I was trying to remember. It, I, I couldn't remember what the Champions League uh, showdown was, but is this the first time there's ever been 100K to first for soccer? Uh, we were talking about this in the Discord, and somebody thought that maybe the Women's World Cup final was 100,000 because DraftKings like, really went out for that. So I think we have had 100K to first. I... I actually want to think that maybe one of the random showdowns they had, like as COVID was hitting, like we had, I think there was a 50 K to first for like a Turkish super league match mm-hmm. because it was the only thing left. And there might've been one for uh, a Liga MX, but we don't get hundred K often in soccer. We'll put it that way. No. Um, so just like a, a little bit about that. I, I had two people, just randomly say something to me along the lines of, you know, there's so many uh, people in this tournament and so many people are going to put in 150. Like they were saying, should I just play something smaller, smaller buy-in, smaller field? And I mean, I say absolutely not. I mean, this, this is the time to, this is the time to take a chance that there aren't, uh, you know, there aren't a lot of hundred K to first in soccer, even and 50k to first. I mean, these are big tourneys. We don't get these very often. And I mean, I just say you're much more likely to uh, win one of these showdowns with a few lineups than you know, like huge field NFL GPP or MLB GPP. Um, you know, bad lineups win showdowns all the time. So uh, uh, take a few chances. Uh, it's the right time to get lucky. Yeah, we've got. 19,607 possible entries in this. Uh, it's a 150 max, which uh, is a, what you get when you have tournaments this big. How many of, like, what percentage of lines do you think are are realistically dead right away? 
Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> like yeah. the, the way that I look at this, when you have this many lineups and a, and a tournament this big, we get a lot of casual people who don't play and who don't play soccer usually. But you see 100K to first and you're like, all right, I'll 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 throw some in. Some people will throw 150 in. You know, you just do a optimizer and spit out 150 and play it. But there are going to be a lot of like lineups that really have no chance. And so I always look at it like, maybe you don't have to beat 19,000, but if you only have to beat 14,000, <laughs> makes it a sure. little easier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's always plenty of dead lineups. Um, that's that's a good way to think about it too. Um, so if you just know what you're doing a little bit, it's pretty easy to make decent lineups. Um, and th- these showdowns, you know, they're, they're so variable. Uh, it, it, I actually, I think there's less dead lineups than people think, to be to be honest. Okay. Um, just just with these soccer showdowns, um, I mean, unless I'm trying to think, like maybe captaining captaining center backs and leaving salary on the table. I mean, lineups like that are are dead. Um, but it's kind of it's hard to be dead uh, in, in showdown. showdowns. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, though. Um, I'm not sure. I'll put it this way. I think there are going to be enough people who don't know about starting lineups and don't check their lineups or, you know, and it's, we've talked about playing subs before, but if you're playing two and three of them, you're probably not realistically. I mean, yeah, like I what I will say is there. there'll be plenty of lineups that, that, you know, don't correlate or just aren't good lineups or that are close to dead, like t- totally dead is tough to say, but yeah, there'll that's be fair. plenty of bad lineups. So, so that's, that's something that's for sure true. And that's, and that's always good. Yeah. So obviously with a final like this, we, it's going to be expected to be close. We've got England as a slight favorite, but it, I mean, the game is basically a, a toss up. Mm-hmm. Do you think that just automatically makes people want to build three, three lineups? Um, yeah, I think, I think the game being somewhat of a toss up will lead to more balanced builds like that. Um, I was wondering why, um, you said that you thought it was the toughest of the showdowns. I think it was because there's so many ways you can go. And I felt like the other showdowns, it's like, we knew kind of where the cash lineups were going to be. And we knew how to differentiate in tournaments. And this one, it's like, I feel like if it's going to be level, then then yes, I think pe- people will want to build three three lineups. And I guess theoretically, the way you get out of that is play five one and leave a bunch of salary. But it just feels like at every spot there's a, somebody from the other team I could play, and it's like, oh, I think this is going to be even. And then it's like, oh, I have a five one lineup that probably doesn't work if I think this game is even. And so I don't know. I just felt like I was constantly like tinkering. Maybe that's what it was. It just I just couldn't like make up my mind. Yeah, that you're you're the, you're right. There's so many options, and you're right. The two v twos and one v ones that there's basically no difference between. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, to come to final decisions is tough. Um, just like a quick breakdown of I guess the lineups and I get how we see the go- the game going. Um, I think these lineups are um, pretty nailed on. Like Italy, I would expect to be unchanged. Um, so we can go with that lineup and England, I think 10 of their spots are for sure. The only one being, uh, the Bukayo Saka's 
position. Yep. Um, for England, Kane and Sterling, um, they're likely to go 90 minutes. The other attackers probably going to get subbed. Um, all three of Italy's attackers are up to be subbed. Um, and just like to, to a starting point to build lineups, like who do you think has the highest floor on the slate? I think it's Mount, to be honest. Okay. Like I think it's basically between Mount and Insignia. Yeah. But I think it's Mount. I, I think it's Mount too. So like Mount, you know, is the quote unquote best play, uh, you know, on the slate. Um, he's cheaper also. I think, you know, you could do a lot worse than just putting Mount in your lineup with one of the keepers and find the goal scorer. And, you know, you can just go from there. Um, so I think that will be like a starting point. Um, and then we can talk about some ways to differentiate. Yeah, I think from a cash perspective, Mount's by far the most popular captain. And it's basically, if you think England wins, and it doesn't even really matter, but I think people who side with England are going to play Mount captain and people who think Italy win will play Insignia captain. And then you just kind of, the salaries are very different. So you kind of have to just work from there. But I think those two are going to be by far the most popular in cash. Yeah, me too. Um, so it's kind of tough then after this or after that, where, you know, how does the rest of the cash lineup build out? So I think, I think people will start Mount Insignia. Mm -hmm. And I think Verratti also gets a lot, like a decent amount of attention because you're just looking for set pieces. Mm -hmm. And so the game is not expected to be high scoring. I mean, both of these teams have been very good defensively. And they've sporadically kind of exploded for big scores, but like this is not the game. Like I don't see yeah, we, three nothing, four nothing on on in any way in this game. Right. We should say that the total is like um, going under two right yeah. now. So that's very low. Yeah. And granted, that's for ninety minutes. So, and if that if if it is scoreless, we're going one twenty. So we we have to know that, but. Yeah, so without that many goals, uh, even in in tournaments, like floors become pretty important if there aren't that many goals to be scored. And so if you can kind of lock up the set pieces with Mount, Insignia, and Verratti, then I think people go there. I don't think Verratti get, will get enough captain attention, but I, I like I, I wouldn't fault anyone for doing that in cash. No. Um I agree. Yeah. Verratti seems like the next guy in. Um, maybe people will go to Luke Shaw also. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, I see you can. Oh, well, with the Mount captain. Yeah. We, um, what do you think about goalies? Goalies like do, do, do they get played in these or how often or do they get played in cash? In in really lopsided games obviously the favorite will get played plenty. And what was, I guess it was Italy, Spain that we were talking about that we had plenty of talks about both goalkeepers and both of them were fine in that game. Like it went to penalties. And so in that situation, like the goalies usually work out. And so I think you could definitely see double goalie lineups 
in this game if like you can get set piece takers and the goalies and hope for zero zero and i think that's okay Mm -hmm. i think so too yeah um i think double keeper can even be in play for gpp uh i was playing around with it uh there's plenty of scenarios that that yeah, double keeper can end up optimal, especially like you said, if it goes zero zero to um, extra time, which yeah. um, is at least somewhat likely in, in this in this matchup uh, with the way the teams have been playing uh, the the low total. You know, uh, you can see it being sort of a cagey stalemate for a while, and I don't think either manager would mind that. Totally agree. Like I think the. What certainly with Southgate, it feels like not conceding is going to end up being a priority. And you know, if uh, Mancini feels the same way, then yeah, we're we're just going to see a lot of passing and, and just waiting for somebody to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And these are arguably the two best teams in the tournament since the last one's left, and so there may not be that many mistakes. So it's just going to be a lot of you know passing. Yeah. Um, so for tournaments, um, I was starting. You know, I think, I think if you're looking for just the most likely lineup to win, like I was building some one nil lineups with the set piece taker and with a keeper, and um, either captaining captaining a goal scorer or captaining the keeper. I think both keepers are great captains um on this showdown uh if if uh one of them gets a clean sheet like they're very likely to to end up as the winning captain um and i don't think or like i the floor points besides mount um they're not yeah, they're not guaranteed. Like you can see them going uh, a lot of different ways, and especially in this game uh, where maybe one team isn't going to be just on top and racking up points. Um, I feel like it could be a lower scoring slate overall, so mm-hmm. I'll keep that in mind when I'm making lineups. Also, um, Who are the like, guys? sorry, sorry, uh, one like. Something that comes to mind about about the Denmark, uh, the Denmark England game, um, like people played, including myself, like for instance, Stryger Larsen over Hoiberg. Now he Hoiberg had ten like ten floor points in the first half, but yeah. so I know this is like a, a, a bit results orientated. But guys who are going to get subbed. And it, and like especially the fact that they were on an underdog, or that that Denmark was an underdog. Like I made such a mistake, like playing playing a guy for a floor that's not even a safe floor, instead of taking like a lower owned central midfielder who's going to play ninety minutes, and it might even be like a better environment for picking up fantasy points. Um, so like. Really um, have like a game script in mind, you know, like like we say. Is this where you start talking about how much you like Jorginho? Um, well, he's still due for that pen. 
He was absolutely ice cold in that shootout. So I have to imagine um, he takes if they get one. He he also had eight interceptions against Spain, um, which is pretty crazy. Um, So, yeah, I I like Jorginho. Um, He's he's the I would say out of Italy's front six, he's the most likely to play 90 minutes also. And, And he's the cheapest and he probably has pens. Like he seems like he seems like a really good play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a guy that when I play, um, sometimes I'll want to captain him, but I don't think you need to like, um, sometimes I'm, I, I might've tried to force it when it's not necessary because it, it might not help you afford much, uh, afford anything else, but he also might not end up as the highest score, even if he does score a pen. And then there's the other thing, like you wouldn't want to waste like a good Jorginho floor game in the captain spot because you captained him hoping for the pen. Like he, he's 4K, so he can just get there without his pen easily. Like he, he's a decent play on his own. I, I mean, does the penalty just put him in a totally different tier than Phillips and Rice, who I think we also kind of expect to play plenty of minutes? Yeah, Um I think so. I think like just he's a better play just in a vacuum. Um, I don't have too much interest in Rice or Phillips. Uh, They, it seems like they have to be involved in a goal. Like they almost have to pick up an assist. I mean, it's likely one of them goes 120 minutes and they can get there with the floor, but I don't love it. I think that's reasonable. I mean, what, I, I what, do, you think, what do you were were you do you like one of those guys, or am I writing them off? No, uh, I wish you made a case for them because I had I was not going to make a case for them. I think the case um, is that if a lot of people like Jorginho at four K, then Rice and Phillips at thirty six and thirty four respectively is not that different. It, I mean, obviously, if Jorginho scores, it's well different, but. I don't know. It just I think no, the reason I, that you can play them is because I don't think a lot of people are going to play them. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I agree with you even more if like if Jorginho is going to be crazy popular. Uh, that that seems kind of hard to expect, but yeah, he he might be like way more popular than those two. And then sure, it makes sense. Um, I feel like Declan Rice is more likely to come up with a goal. I don't know. That sounds like it sounds funny to say because he's not very likely to come up with a goal, but he's at least in there for set pieces and he, he rips some long shots like occasionally. Um, so yeah, if you're going to take a shot on one of them, I slightly prefer Declan, but I don't know. You can make the argument either way. I think Jorginho's ownership comes down to lineup construction and that if you start trying to get you know, Insignia, Kane, Mount, Verratti, you know, like if you're paying up for a lot of guys, you need somebody mm-hmm. cheap. Jorginho at fourth, you know, is $1,000 more than the minimum. I think the cheapest guy that will play is Benucci at 3000 And it's kind of like the difference between Jorginho and Benucci is certainly upside is much different considering the penalty possibility. So I think Jorginho ends up being a popular guy to just like, oh, I need one cheap guy 
let me play Jorginho because it doesn't feel like a total punt. Definitely. Yeah. If I wasn't considering uh, lineup constructions or anything, yeah, Jorginho is like the best play just to be able to fit whatever you want to fit. Right. Um, and it, he fits in almost any lineup construction. Yeah. Too. Like you, you can make an argument that he gets there in almost any scenario uh, over these similarly priced guys. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. He, he should be pretty popular for that range. Right, for that range, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there are plenty of lineup constructions where you're not in that range. And so it's not like we're going to see 60% Jorginho or something. Right, but, right. But I think a lot of people do like to do those, you know, top heavy lineups. And you usually there's one guy that like sticks out, like we were talking about on the England Denmark slate that like John Stones and Maguire were cheap. And Maguire kind of like fit in a lot of just options when you could pay down. And I think Jorginho kind of fits in that spot in this slate. I agree. Um, so uh, just an- another random thought I had um, out of, let's say like the, the top eight players. And what I mean is England's front three, uh, Italy's front three, and then Mount and Verratti. Who do you think's the lowest owned of the, of those eight? I think it's either or the lowest one or two guys. The yeah, it's it's either Saka or San, you know whoever that spot is. Mm-hmm. Saka or Sancho, I think, is the lowest. Okay. And the next lowest, I think, is I want to say Chiesa because I okay. think people like the upside of a Mobile. Insignia, I think, is going to be very popular. I think Kane's going to be popular. I think Sterling will be popular. Verratti and Mount. Like, I think Chiesa kind of look goes a little overlooked, which is nuts because he's he's really, really good. Yeah. But I think there's – I just don't see him being more popular than those other guys. Okay. Um, I ask, yeah, because I think it's always a good option to just go with who's ever going to be the least popular of those guys if you're, if you're just ha- having trouble making a decision. I mean – to be honest, um, they're all similarly likely to score. I mean, we're not playing this showdown over and over and over again. We're just playing it one time. So, like, it, it's more it's more beneficial to get the the uh, least popular guy. Um, I thought that it might be Immobile uh, when when I asked you the question, just because uh, he's. He was fourteen hundred more than Kiesa, and uh, we've seen Kiesa score a few goals recently. We've seen yeah, him play, play more minutes. Um, so yeah, I, I was gonna say like Immobile or or with, by that same logic, Kiesa. They seem like uh, decent, um, not contrarian, but like for that range, uh, captains or or just guys to take some chances on yeah i'll say if it's not chiesa it's immobile yeah because i there's no way immobile is more popular than kane or sterling and or insignia mm-hmm. and or so i mean maybe i'm overrating how popular Verratti is going to be but that price just makes it seem pretty easy for how well he's played yep nope i'd agree We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. But the thing is, it feels like a goal and the expectation is there are not many of them, but it, a goal comes from someone in that group. Unlikely Mount and Verati, but it could, I mean, still could be th- theoretically, but it does feel like one of the front six, meaning front three of Italy and England is this goal score unless you start playing the sub game. Yeah. Which I think uh, is viable too. Yeah, I think I think the sub game is viable too. We can maybe talk about that uh, towards the end. It's a, it's a little tougher with yeah. England. Um, as far as like some other captains, or I guess definitely some, some more contrarian captains, I, I got to uh, mention Barella again, especially after he, he won me that Belgium showdown. But um, – He's probably the most likely to score out of England's or sorry, out of Italy's midfield. Uh, and he's relatively cheap. Like, you know, I, I think of it, I, pe- people might not like to think of it this way, but, you know, I see like Barella having, you know, a similar amount of chances as Immobile or, or like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's only, there's only a few good chances in these games. You yeah. don't know who they're going to fall to. And like the ownership, like it just never reflects that, uh, it, you know, he's way cheaper. Um, and I don't mean to just single out Immobile. It could be any of these guys. Um, I just, I, I, I don't think people consider it enough. 
Oh, I think that's absolutely reasonable. I mean, just look at the anytime goal scoring odds. He's basically in that same range as Saka and Mount. He's ahead of Jorginho. So mm-hmm. he's definitely in that it could happen range for definitely. sure. Definitely. Um, so I don't mind that. So are you more willing to play Belotti over Immobile? It sounds like you really don't want to play Immobile. No, I, I don't. Like, no, I don't. Like, these, these, are, <laughs> these are, those are the, like, spots like that are like, there's normally, I feel like that's where like the edge is in fading guys like that. But that's why he's going to be low owned because sort of everyone does. I mean, it, most of the time he's going to put up not a great floor and get subbed off early. England are hard to score against and immobile immobile with at that price tag. He's just like only going to be on the winner uh, if he gets an assist. I mean, he got an assist against Spain and still wasn't on the winner. So, I mean, those are the spots to fade. Um, Now, if if the, if the ownership gets low enough, then I hop back on guys like that. But, but then I'm doing it just for those reasons in like a vacuum yeah, those are the guys that I try to avoid playing. That assist was also outrageous. There's no way. Outrageous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's days later and they haven't corrected it, and I still can't believe they've just given up. But ridiculous. So we were talking about how difficult subs are for England. Part of that is like we expect Kane and Sterling to play as long as possible. They've been their best attackers. So then with Saka, if he starts, it could be Sancho. Uh I mean, they, I think I saw that Southgate is yet to use the same, an, un, an unchanged lineup. Mm-hmm. And the Saka spot seems to be the one he would change. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess Trippier at right back, maybe like for Walker, but like Walker's played so well recently that I just don't see that. Yeah. Yep. yep. So would you take a shot on Sancho if he doesn't start? Or any of the like, okay. Lewin or Rashford. This is what I'll say. I'll say about England. It's just so hard to know who's going to come in. Southgate. It's so unpredictable. So what? I think it was like terrible what he did to Jack Grealish last game. Oh. There was just there was no reason to take him. I mean, I you could. I, Sure, make whatever argument you want. Like it's a one goal lead. Like keep the lineup out there. That's best for not allowing a goal. But even then, like Grealish can be out there with how good he is at holding the ball up and drawing fouls. But anyways, my point is, if Grealish doesn't start, he's like a lock to come on. At least I think so. I, I can't see how. He leaves Grealish off, especially after that, and Grealish playing well. Um, so I think you could go there for a okay. sub. Um, I prefer going to Italy, guys, because it seems like they're you know more likely to come on and come on earlier, and you can you, you're basically sure that Berardi um, and Belotti are going to come on in if the scenario calls for it. Right. Um, so I would feel safest going with those guys. Um, then, yeah, I don't, you know, Sancho. How do you how do you pick between him or Foden or or you know any of them? Rashford, Calvert Lewin. I don't know. It's like 
I can't even really give a recommendation. Um, I, I don't see Calvert-Lewin coming on with Kane out there, you know, unless they're down and chasing. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I think we're ignoring that Jordan Henderson is probably going to be a sub and <laughs> there's no way I play Jordan Henderson. So, I mean, I can't fathom him coming on to and, and, and taking a shot. That's how I look at it. I'll give, I'll give one for you. That's, this is like a, this is like a deep play. I almost shouldn't even give this one away, but we, we've been talking about like subbing using uh, these expensive or forward type players on subs. There's like a different situation where you can sub use subs sometimes. And I'll use Tot- Tottenham as an example. There was a lot of showdowns this year where Lamella was basically min price. And now that's the same price as like, Harry Winks and Tanganga and even Hoiberg and just like terrible plays that are not even going to score five points. So you can, you can bring on a sub like that and not even need a goal, especially like depending when they come on an assist would be enough. But anyways, back to Italy. Um, Piscina is 4k um, and he's got goals in him and he's pretty likely to come on and you can use a cheap sub and it will like barely even affect your lineup. Um, so play like that. I don't mind. That's fun. I mean, again, these are, you know, long shots, long yeah. shots. I mean, subs generally are anyway. So right. oh, yeah, definitely. So you're already taking a big risk. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. The England thing obviously makes it tougher. Does it also just push you towards or like fading Kane seems like, an easy contrarian move. Like I expect Kane to be, he should be popular. Like in this game with that's low scoring, he, he has the best goal scoring odds, even if they're not even that good, but mm-hmm. like people should be playing Kane. So like, but does the lack of a clear sub for him just make us pay, you know, play that chalk? Yeah. I mean, Kane seems like a pretty good play, all things considered. Um, he, he had 90 minutes and he's shown a much higher floor recently too i mean uh, his floor might be you know similar to insignia's um i don't know you know it so yeah he's just he's a good play i mean he has penalties although i mean what a terrible penalty he took against michael that was england did not deserve that i we, we could have talked about that game a little um do you think that sterling do you think that was a penalty? No. Okay. Yeah. Me either. But I think, I think that that move gets called a penalty enough that like, I don't blame Sterling for doing it. No, I don't either. Um, It's just actually blew me away is that they reviewed it and kept it. Yeah. It was crazy. And the, the, the commentary and the pundits over here have just been unbearable i mean every single one of them is just like use the word deserved to describe you know england's win um gary lineker he he tweeted something like this like sterling it was the it was one of the best games of all time from someone in an england shirt he used the (laughs) word he used the word stunning and then he tweet and then he tweeted out a video um saying that 
it could have been called a penalty in two different spots. And I mean, I looked at that video 50 times. I thought he must be joking. He, Sterling didn't get touched until he took too big of a touch and started to go down on his own. I mean, it's just never, never a pen. Um, and then I saw like Jamie Carragher, actually, he wrote a full article um, and the, the word, the word he used, not more than just a tweet. He, he had to go full article. The word he used was streetwise about, about um, what Sterling did. And I mean, I can just see if, if, if he had done that playing for city against Liverpool, you Carragher would have absolutely slated him. I mean, you could, even, you could see him even saying that he should be dropped from England uh, doing stuff like that. So it's just, it's so funny to see. Um, I thought Kane, I, I didn't think Kane, Kane's wasn't a penalty either. I saw people saying that uh, Kane got fouled in the first half. I didn't think that was a penalty either. Kane looks for those. He initiated the contact. Yeah, I don't know. That was, it was just really annoyed uh, by that England win. And Kane steps up to take the penalty. He's not confident enough to hit it uh, hard to the left like he normally does. Schmeichel knows this, makes an easy save. I mean, deserved. You talk about undeserved. That's that. That's what I thought. <laughs> it's just it's so. It was so tilting, man. I mean, and Denmark a free kick like that from Damsgaard. I mean, that's that deserved to win a game. Yes. Yeah. As somebody but, who uh, had more Schmeichel captain lineups than anything else, I the concession was a bummer. I'll put it. Yeah, way. it was. And uh, he still ended up as the winning captain. Yeah. Yeah. Not so enough. Yeah, I didn't have enough cane. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, we got a good matchup. Um, I'm a little, I'm a little biased uh, on this one. I made a small pre-tournament bet on Italy to win. So I'll definitely uh, be pulling for Italy. Do you, so you usually make like 20 lineups for showdowns? Yeah, like I'm gonna range? make like, I'm gonna make more for this one. Um, probably forty or fifty. And is it really just expanding the player pool, or is it just more combinations of what you would have played with twenty? Mm, that's a good question. It's a good question. Like we always um, talk about with like showdown, like you can't you can't play everybody. Yeah, and so okay. if you so, can't play everybody, then if like if you're saying I'm going to go in and make 20 lineups, is there like not? And obviously every slate is different, both with the the game scenario, the players that are involved, the prices. But like, do you generally have a, a range of players that you want to play, and yeah. do these bigger ones um, then force you to expand it? That's a good question. Yeah. So usually, um, I just I wouldn't like expand it that much, and I just make more combinations of what I like. Um, for this one, with first place being so much and with um, it being a little bit with being more unpredictable, um, I don't I will spread it around a little more. I don't mind spreading it around a little more. I mean, just give yourself like as many lottery tickets as possible, uh, basically is sort of how I think about it. So no, like, yeah, if I'm like adding a few extra lineups. I'll add some guys that I wouldn't play if I was only playing 20 lineups, for instance. Uh, I think 
Uh, yeah, with, with first place so big, it's not bad to have a little more exposure, you know, just in case. We see crazy stuff happen all the time. Yeah, I guess, like, not to have you give away your, you know, your lineups here, but, like, who who is the type of player that you probably wouldn't have played if you were making 20, but now that you possibly are making 40, it's... That's a good like. question. Yeah, okay. Um but you already like Barella and like, would you, it was, does Locatelli, if he starts, all right, he's not probably not even going to start, but like, like yeah, De- no. you're not playing Declan Rice now that you're making more lineups. Like, I think, I feel like he's the kind of player that like, if you were going to, maybe he was already in your 20 lineup. Uh, yeah, no, he wasn't that that's a decent one. Like, yeah, you could end up with like one or two Declan Rice. Yeah, like expanding lineups. Um, it's also where like I would end up with, let's say like I've just, let's say I full faded Immobile playing 20 lineups. If I played 40, I mean, I'll add a few captains in then, like just because like you'd hate to get burned going full fade on a goal score. So if if like if I had any plans to to be way under on some of the front three, um, I'll get them into a few lineups with, like my main core um just in case right um you do those by hand yep i do them by hand um i i can hear jordan like making fun of me in in my head right now about (laughs) hand hand builders but um i think for soccer (coughs) um sorry i think for soccer um you know, I, I actually, I think I heard you say it, uh, building these lineups is a little bit more art than science. I believe that fully, like not I to mean, say that you can, you can, you can, you can use an optimizer to spit out lineups. And if I did that, I would put in my own projections or like adjust projections to the way you see the game going like that. Yeah, sure. You can do that, but I like hand building these lineups and, uh, I can do it pretty fast. Yeah. I, I mean, I pretty much have always hand-built lineups. I don't think I've ever made more than 20. And so, and even that was like well overwhelming to me. So sorry, give me one minute. I'm just going to drink a water. <laughs> yeah. The whole idea of <laughs> making lineups is just, or using, not using an optimizer for, you know, 40 lineups is just nuts, but Okay. Theoretically, Sorry like with, yeah. No. What? What? Um. What were you saying? Like, the idea of making like forty lineups all by hand and then trying to figure it out, like on a classic slate, it just seems nuts to me. But showdown, like we basically know the lineups. It's not like for this showdown, at least, we're not like expecting any huge lineup changes. Where like it drastic, right. you know, we're not expecting Kane to be benched. And so, yeah. To, to be honest, like you, you pretty much know the lineups. Um. You've already played around with salaries and where things fit. Like I can finish building 50 lineups by hand and still have a half hour left. And it's just like, it, it, it ends up being like that when you've made so many lineups and know what you're doing. Right. Right. Do you think, do you think we get a unique winner? Um, Like we kind of didn't talk about how important uniqueness. I mean, we did a little bit leading up to it, but 
with a tournament this big, how much like should we be thinking okay. about uniqueness? Yeah, a, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, um, I'll say the same thing that I said last time, but with a hundred k to first, tying with a few people is perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fair. So, like, if you just, you know, it depends what your goal is when you play, but if you just are making a few lineups and tend to go like, I don't know, the more chalky route, it's not the worst thing to chop with a bunch of people, but yeah, like there'll, there'll probably be some lineups that are going to be duped like a lot. I don't know, 50 times at least. I don't know. I never, I know I try to avoid those lineups. Yeah. Um, I would I say guess, for, for people so who are playing cash, there's going to be, like realistically on this slate, I think there's only a handful of reasonable cash lineups. And so if you're in like a double up of 23 people and there are like 15 of the same lineups, like I'm not even sure you're going to be able to double up in all of your double ups because oh, there are going to be more people with shared lineups that, you know, your 10 bucks is going to turn into 15. Yeah, um, that seems pretty likely. I've, I've never played Showdown Cash, but I can imagine that that would be the case on this slate. Um, do I think we're going to get a unique winner? I don't know. We have been recently. Yeah, uh, it goes the the last the last three. I think have all been unique winners. Um, if it goes to extra time, if it goes to extra time, that makes it likely to be a unique winner. Um, They've been reasonable lineups too. They've been reasonable lineups. Yeah. Um, like the, the Denmark one last game was Schmeichel captain with Damsgaard, Hoiberg, and then the three England stars, Kane, Sterling, Mount. Yep. Um, and you almost wouldn't think like that would be unique, but There's no way I build that lineup though. <laughs> no, but, but, but I had that lineup, but with Stryger Larson over Hoiberg, uh, and to be honest, I'm just ki uh, kicking myself. I, I know that I know that uh, you know it's a results thing, but still, it's not that hard to just make one change for yeah. for a guy who might be a little chalkier and is for sure going to get subbed. I mean, I get it though. No one wants to pay 5,400 for Hoiberg. At least they didn't, and I didn't, and that's why it was unique. Um, but yeah, so it's. It's surprising, I guess, that that it still ends up unique with so many people uh, putting in 150. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you think the unique has a sub goal in it? I mean, obviously, we have no idea, but yeah, but uh, I think a sub goal would end up unique. Yeah, um, because there's just there's not you know there's not going to be popular subs. Not many people are going to play subs, at least. Well, more people are playing subs though yeah. than than than, than uh, used to, um, but like we said, it's tougher with England. Um, those those Italy guys, Berardi or Belotti, maybe will be duplicated those lineups a little bit, but not really. I, I wouldn't worry about that. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, if you tie with how to, three or four people, even. To be honest, who cares? You're gonna you're gonna win just a pile of money. 
Right. Like a four-way tie is still one of the biggest payouts we get for soccer. Right. A four-way tie is still like uh, a lot. 30,000, 40,000. Yeah, yeah. around 30,000, I'm sure. So, yeah, that's um, that's good enough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough, uh, when, especially for like all us soccer guys that like, you know, we we loved if there was a showdown that had 5K to first, like yeah. just like a year ago, if a 5K to first showdown popped up, wow. And then we would get some 10K ones, like, okay, these are big spots. 100K, I mean, in a in a format that's, you know, I don't mean like easy, but in a format that's easier to win than like classic slates. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go for it. Don't worry about a few ties. Um, the chalky clean sheet lineups will be duplicated a lot, so y- you can avoid those uh, if you want. Or And what I mean is like, say, like a Kane or Mount captain with Pickford, you know, Shaw, Verratti, and Insignia, or some, um, those lineups. Um, or the goalkeeper captain with uh, goal score, clean sheet, and set piece takers from the other side. Those lineups are going to be du- duplicated a lot. Um, but other than that, I think I think you should be okay. Yeah, I mean, just playing for goals should separate you enough. Playing for goals will instantly separate you. Um, yeah, you know, I say that too, and I just I just thought of like I still don't think the goalkeeper ownership will be as high as it should be. it's, it's been high, but, but it's still, it had no, it hasn't been as high as it should be. uh, I don't think, I think both goalies tomorrow are like, if you just want to talk about chances to be in an optimal lineup and where to start, um, putting it, one of the goalies in your lineup is one of the best things you can do. All right, there we go. If anybody has any follow-up questions for me or Ryan, you can find us in the Rotowire Discord, which is open for all subscribers. Just go to rotowire.com slash chat to get in there. Uh, if you have enjoyed this video, if you could please hit the like button below. And if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen. Uh, like I said, this is our last Euros one. We're going to hope to get Ryan back for some Premier League stuff and Champions League stuff coming in uh, next month. But yeah, the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast will be taking a little bit of, of a break, at least in terms of DraftKings, but uh, you're subscribed, so you'll get uh, everything delivered to you whenever we have a new one. Ryan, thank you for everything in this tournament, and good luck taking down that 100K on Sunday. Yeah, thanks. I uh, had a lot of fun doing these podcasts. Um, definitely plan to be back in the future. Um, and yeah, looking forward to this final. It should be a good game and a lot of money up for grabs, so let's hope... Uh, me or one of the subscribers get lucky. Let's do it. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.